You are listening to the Grow Your Local Business podcast, where local marketing expert and life coach Leslie Presnell shares the strategies and the mindset to help you reach more people in your city and bring in a steady stream of clients. All right, let's dive in. Hey, welcome to episode 63. So we're going to talk today about how I was able to leave my full-time job and take my business full-time. And listen, I know you may think this does not apply to you right now or anymore if you have already left your full-time job, or maybe you never had a full-time job and your business has always been your job, or maybe you have a full-time job and you love it and you never plan to leave, but you also want to grow your business. So if that is you, I want you to stick around anyway, because yes, while I am going to share the story of how I transitioned out of my full-time job into running my business full-time, I think this episode is actually more about increasing your risk tolerance and having your own back and trusting yourself even in the worst case scenarios. So I think this is going to be a fun one. It's going to be a little different than normal, but I think you will get value in things you can apply no matter where you are in your business because things that appear to be risky or dangerous or worst case scenarios are probably always going to come up in different ways as we go throughout our careers and as we grow our businesses. So I left my full-time job as a teacher five and a half years ago, and people ask me all the time how I knew I was ready to leave. So I just wanted to share my journey today, and this is not necessarily my career or business advice. I am certainly not telling you to leave your job or to stay at your job. I'm just going to share my experience and the shifts that had to happen in my mindset for me to feel ready to leave my job. And I've just noticed that I tend to think a little differently than most people in the situation. So I just wanted to share this one. This podcast episode has been on my list for a while. So I'm happy that we're finally getting to put it out there. Because deciding to leave my full-time job was a very big deal at the time. It was not a decision that I took lightly. There was a lot of anxiety. There was a lot of worry. There was a lot of back and forth and me not really being able to make up my mind to make a decision whether I was staying or going. So I actually started thinking about leaving my job probably two years before I actually took the leap and left. And like I shared in last week's episode, I fought with my parents over it for months. So I was a seventh grade English teacher for seven years. So for me, it just made sense to leave at the end of a school year. Like that's when things just kind of wrapped up and it was a good time to go, right? You don't want to leave in the middle of the year. I guess you could. But either way, having a deadline really made me have to make a decision. And I realize most jobs are not like that, where there's a clear beginning and end, like in a school year. But if this is something you're serious about, I do recommend giving yourself a date and maybe not even a date to leave by, but a date to make a decision by. Like I know by this date, I'm either going to stay or I'm going to go and I'm going to make the decision to stick to it. And that might take out some of the back and forth that I went through for so long. But for me, I knew in May that we're reaching the end of the school year. There was just no more thinking about it. I had to make a decision if I wanted to come back for another year or actually leave. 
And I do recommend that you go back and listen to last week's episode. This is kind of like part two to that. So that's episode 62, when people don't support you. Because at the time, my parents did not support my decision to leave my teaching job. They wanted me to be a teacher. That was a very safe job. A paycheck came every month. There were benefits. It was safe. And they wanted to keep me safe. And me going out on my own was not quote unquote, safe. It was very risky. And I do need to add, I said this in last week's episode, I was single at the time. I was 30 years old, so clearly an adult who did not need her parents' permission to leave her job, but I did want it. I wanted their support. That was very important to me at the time. But I was 30. Um, I was not married. My husband and I were not even dating yet. And I had a mortgage. I owned a home, so I had bills to pay. So me leaving my, my job was risky. There, there was no safety net if my business did not work out. There was no spouse to support me. So in my opinion, it was a risky situation to leave my job. But I trusted what I was creating and building in my business. So this was 2018 or 2019 at the time. And I had had my business for eight years at that point. I started my business as a blogger in 2010 on my college apartment floor. So almost 14 years ago, and I do still have that blog and it still brings in income. But at the time, it was not enough to live off of. So I became a teacher after I graduated college. I actually have a master's in education, but my very first degree is in journalism. So I was in college during the recession of 2008 when all the newspapers and magazines were shutting down. All my friends were getting laid off as reporters. So again, being a teacher... after graduation seemed like a safe job. Like we always need teachers, right? But even the whole time I was teaching all seven years, I was still cranking out blog posts. I started hosting these large scale shopping events here in Baton Rouge. I sold physical products through my blog, like clothing and jewelry. I sold digital products like planners and who knows what else I did at this point. But then in 2016, I started taking on social media clients. Like I became a social media manager still as a full-time teacher. (laughs) And becoming a social media manager kind of fell into my lap. And I've probably told this before on the podcast, but through my blog and through hosting these local events, other business owners around town were like, how? Like, how are you doing it? How are you actually posting things on social media and getting local people to see it and engage with you? How are you getting people to leave their homes and come to these events? Like, how are you building a solid community and audience base here? And I had also at the time created a happy hour club with over a thousand local women in it through my blog. And we would meet up for happy hour, fitness classes, book club, all sorts of things. So I was literally the local go-to girl. That is what I called myself. I was getting featured in local magazines. I was just doing the steps to get very well known in my city. And so other business owners wanted to know how I was doing it and they wanted my help. 
And I see now, but at the time I didn't realize that I had an actual process that I was taking myself through to grow my audience and to create content and to sell things and to get people to come out to my events. And now that's the process that I teach inside the Localpreneur Academy. But at the time, I just started taking on other local businesses as clients and I was doing all of this for them. And of course, with a full-time job of teaching middle school children, as you can imagine, this was a lot. It was like five side hustles with a full-time job is what I had going on. And I trusted at the time that if I had more time, I could make this business work. I could make a full-time salary with what I was doing. Now, like many of you, I had a lot of money drama at the time. I was scared to charge my clients. It is laughable now to think about what my prices were and all the work that I was doing for my clients for so little. But I had a lot of money drama to work through and I got coaching around it so I could raise my prices and not be scared to talk about money and not be scared to sell. But needless to say, even with all of this that I had going on and all these different side hustles and streams of revenue, I still wasn't really making enough money to replace my full-time salary. And I was working 12 to 14 hour days. I was waking up at 4 a.m., working in my office on my business. Then I was going to teach middle school children all day and then come back home and working more. I was also investing a lot. I was investing in a lot of courses to learn more and more. It was around this time that I found life coaching. So I started working on my mindset. I started working on my belief in myself And I started setting real goals to work towards. And one thing I learned that I want to share with you that really helped me transition out of my full-time job into my business full-time is that I was always waiting to feel ready. I thought I would wake up one morning and have a certain amount of clients or a certain amount of money or a certain amount of confidence and be like, okay. I'm ready. I believe now. I'm ready to leave my job. But as you probably already know, that's not how it worked. I learned that feeling ready is just that. It's a feeling. And if you've been around a while, you know that feelings are created by our thoughts. So I just had thoughts that I was thinking every day on repeat that were making me feel not ready to leave my job. I had thoughts like, I really need my parents to support me in this decision, or I'm not sure I can make this work, or I may lose everything and live under a bridge, (laughs) and I'm sure a million other negative thoughts in there at the time. But I really worked on building my belief and really tapping into the feeling of being ready. I looked for all the proof that I was actually ready. Even though there was a lot of doubt, there was a lot of fear, I think that's totally normal, I looked for little pockets of belief that I already had. Like, where did I already believe that I can make this work? What did I love about the idea of leaving my job and running my own business? Could I handle it if it didn't work out? And so this brings me to the next part, which is really just trusting that I would have my own back no matter what, even in the worst possible case scenarios. So this was a bit of a magical moment that happened. I will never forget this moment in my life. It was May. It was the end of the school year. I'm pretty sure it was like the very last day. (laughs) 
And I am still spinning in my decision to leave my job or not. And I'm driving to school and I'm listening to Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School podcast. This was before I went through the Life Coach School and got certified as a life coach, but I was just listening and binging to her podcast on the way to work. And as I am listening to an episode, she is talking about worst case scenarios. And I'm going to see if I can find it and link it in the show notes. But she was talking about like, what's the worst thing that can happen? And like, what really is the worst case scenario here? And this is important because a lot of times we catastrophize things in our brain. We don't slow down and think about what the actual worst case scenario is and every possible thing that you would do and steps you would take to prevent that worst case scenario from happening. So for me at the time, if you were like, what's your worst case scenario if you leave your full-time job? I would have said that my worst case scenario is all of my clients quit, I have zero income, I lose my home, I lose everything, and I have to live under a bridge. That was my worst case scenario. But on that podcast, Brooke said something that I will never forget. She said, the worst thing that can happen is you end up right back here, right back where you already are. And that blew my mind. My mind was literally exploding and trying to fire and wire the right way, but it just was not happening. It was like this epiphany moment. And at the same time, I turned into the school parking lot and there was a rainbow above the school. And I just knew in that moment with everything in me that I would be okay. Because the worst thing that could happen is I would just end up right back here as a teacher. But if I didn't take that risk and go after my full-time business, guess what would also happen? I would be right here as a teacher. So I was actually already living my worst-case scenario. That changed everything for me. We are often so scared to take risks because we don't want the worst case scenario to happen. But we're living the worst case scenario right now by not going after it. So I went into school that day, and that was my very last day. I quit my job that afternoon, and I knew that if I didn't make any more money in my business, that if I failed, the worst thing that would happen is I would just end up right back here as a teacher again. And that gave me all the permission I needed. That lowered the risk. And I knew there were so many steps I could take in between to prevent myself from having to actually come back to this worst case scenario. So a lot of people don't know this, but for example, I started dog sitting. That was one way that I could have income coming in after leaving my teaching job to support myself as I grew my clientele. Because like I said, I was not charging enough at the time. So I didn't have enough money yet to replace my full-time teacher income. So I just gave myself permission to take some of the pressure off my business. And I just got a little side job of watching dogs. And this is so crazy and totally unintentional. 
but I started making like two to three thousand dollars a month watching dogs. It got out of control and I was having the time of my life. <laughs> I only watched tiny dogs. I had a chihuahua at the time, so I wanted all the other dogs around her to be her size. So it was a lot of like Pomeranians and weenie dogs, poodles, like all the tiny cute dogs you can imagine. And there would be days that I would have like five to six dogs at my house. All these people were bringing their dogs and becoming repeat clients. They were just dropping their dogs off at my house every day for like doggy daycare. It was the best. It was the best time of my life. <laughs> and I don't, I didn't know that dog sitting was my dream job at the time, but I loved it. And once my husband and I got engaged in January of 2020, so this was like a solid year or so, two, almost two years after, um, we got engaged and we bought our new house and he kindly asked me if I would not continue dog sitting and letting all these tiny dogs take over our new home. So I stopped dog sitting at that time, uh, which then the pandemic hit. So everyone was at home with their dogs anyway and probably didn't need sitters as much. But my point is, <laughs> give yourself permission to have a side income or a side job as you build your business. This was obviously less time consuming than going to teach middle school every day. I was working while the dogs were at my house. Most of the days they were in my lap or at my feet, but I just got scrappy. I made sure I had income coming from somewhere else. And I think that's important. And again, this just helped me. I'm not telling you you have to get a side job, but what I see a lot of people do is they put a lot of pressure on their business to make them money in the beginning. They put a lot of pressure on their business to support them and their lifestyle. And I just decided that instead, I would be the one to support my business. And that meant putting a lot of money back into the business. I was paying for a coach and courses at the time and just had, you know, regular business expenses but I was paying for all of that with the money coming from the business and from the extra I was making from dog sitting or whatever else. So I just have the belief that I will always win when I invest in myself or my business. That's why I never have any drama over investing in coaching or programs or courses. Because if I can spend money on my brain, on my knowledge, on my skill set, that is something that always comes back and makes me even more money. And because I've always been willing to invest, I see so much return on that investment now. And now my business is supporting me. It's supporting my family and paying the bills. And yes, there are still expenses. I still pay for coaching. I still pay for courses. And I always will. I will always invest in my brain and my business at every level, even at that very beginning level when I was personally paying for it or my full-time job was paying for it, like I was just willing to find ways to be able to pay for those investments and not make it a problem that my business wasn't making money yet because I knew it would and I knew that I needed those investments and the support and the help to get me there. And now the business can pay for my life and for my coaching and for the investments and expenses and it just keeps scaling and making more money. So speaking of spending money, 
I do want to mention one final thing that comes up a lot and stops a lot of people from leaving their jobs. So they may have the trust, they may have the willingness and the commitment to go out on their own and do it. But one thing that I hear stops people a lot is losing benefits and possible retirement. And here's my perspective. Again, this is not my advice. This is my experience and my thoughts that served me well. So for me, I always just like to get clear on the actual facts and the actual numbers and then see how I'm thinking about them. So for example, when it comes to insurance, I made the decision for me that it was not worth staying at a full-time job for insurance. Now, that's not going to be the decision for everyone. Some people need insurance for very specific things, and I just wasn't in that position. I just had normal insurance and went to the doctor one or two times a year, no big deal. So for me, when I did the math and I saw what insurance would cost me personally if I left my full-time job, it came out to around $5,000 a year. Now, I knew And I trusted that I could make $5,000 a year in my business to cover insurance. So for me, staying at a job over $5,000 was not worth it. $5,000 a year was not the safety deal breaker for me. Obviously, I was like, I'm going to take the risk. I will leave my job. I'll make money in my business and pay for my own insurance. No drama. But what I see a lot of people do is they feel a lot of safety around things like having insurance and that job that provides benefits. They feel a lot of safety around a consistent paycheck. They feel a lot of safety in knowing that there's a retirement fund. And listen, safety is also just a feeling. The insurance doesn't make you feel safe. You just have thoughts about the insurance that makes you feel safe. Having a consistent paycheck that an employer sends you every month doesn't make you feel safe. You just have thoughts about that paycheck that makes you feel safe. But you can actually feel safe about anything. I created the feeling of safety whenever I left my full-time job because I knew and believed and had thoughts like, oh, I can make $5,000 a year to pay for my own insurance, that felt very safe for me. So again, it wasn't the insurance that made me feel safe. It was my thoughts about the insurance. And even no longer having a consistent paycheck, I could still feel safe because I had thoughts like, I know how to make money. I can always go back and get a job or find other jobs if I run out of money. That made me feel safe. And I just needed to think thoughts that made me feel safe so I could show up in my business every day and take the next step forward. But this is also so important for you to see. It's not the full-time job or insurance or paychecks or retirement that make you feel safe. It's just your thoughts about these things. Your thoughts create your feelings, not the outside circumstances. And we know this because everyone has different thoughts about these things. Like someone who was recently fired from their full-time job would have thoughts like, I can get fired at any time. The business I work for could start laying me off when they need to make cuts. Those thoughts do not create safety. So again, it's not the circumstance of the full-time job that makes you feel safe. 
It's just your thought. And it's so funny because if I think now about having a full-time job, I would not feel safe because my thought would be this full-time job is going to pay me less and take up more time than I'm making in my business. I feel safer in my own business now. And that's just because of my thoughts. And listen, it might sound super easy for me to say all of this now and like I'm just so confident, but I spent a lot of time coaching myself and getting coached through this and it still comes up. I am human. I have a human brain. There are literally still moments in my business where I'm like, see, nothing's working. I'm going to lose everything. I'm going to live under a bridge. <laughs> like my brain still goes there. It will probably always go there at even million dollar, multi-million dollar levels. My coach has made over $35 million and she says that her brain still goes there. So this is just why coaching is so valuable at every level, from the beginning level all the way to multi-millions of dollars, because we think 60,000 thoughts a day and most of them do not serve us. Most of them freak us out. So learning how to manage my mind and get coaching for all of my freakouts has been the number one tool and my top recommendation if you do want to leave your job or take on bigger risk in your business. It's my recommendation for any situation, obviously, but it was so helpful to have someone to coach with me every week early on who could just show me how I was thinking and what feelings that was creating for me and then how I showed up in my business because of that and then what result that created for me. And again, even though I quit my job five and a half years ago, I still get coaching every week because there are always other obstacles popping up. There are always new problems. There are always new, bigger, scary goals that you wanna set and work towards. Every day, we wake up and we are human with a human brain. So that's why I will always invest in coaching at every level. And that's also why my program is set up for lifetime access. Because you too will have different obstacles at different levels and new and bigger scary goals that you want to work towards. And you get to always be supported with a coach inside the Localpreneur Academy. So whether or not you are wanting to leave your full-time job or you are already full-time in your business, or like I said, you have a full-time job and you love it and you never want to leave and you just want to keep growing your local business, come join us. We are here to support you and coach you and your lovely human brain at every level. This is the program where we combine the strategy of actually growing your local following, bringing in more local clients with the mindset of being a business owner because it's a wild ride, right? (laughs) It's a great ride though. So come join us. The link is in the show notes for everything you need to learn more. I hope you enjoyed this episode and hearing my thoughts about quitting my job and taking on my business full time and just my thoughts about taking risk. So this is actually the very last episode of 2023. I will not talk to you next week. We are going to take a two week holiday break and be back with brand new episodes starting Tuesday, January 9th. So enjoy your holiday season and come join us inside the Localpreneur Academy. We're actually not taking a break there. We still have our weekly coaching calls through the holidays and you get instant access to everything. So if you have some downtime during the holidays, this could be a great time to dive in and get started. All right, my friends. 
Have a great holiday season, and I will talk to you in 2024. Hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, I want to invite you to check out my program, The Localpreneur Academy. This is the only program for small business owners who want to become the local go-to in their industry with a steady stream of clients. You can find more information at lesliepresnell.com, and I'll see you inside.